Welcome back to The Burn Podcast. This week on the show, we wanted to do something very special. We're just under two months away from our second annual Mental Toughness Forum. Last year, we had over 100,000 people tune in to hear from some of the world's highest performers in sports and business, sharing systems and skills on how to think bigger, drive action, overcome adversity, and build mental toughness. On this week's episode, we wanted to highlight a few of the speakers that will be a part of this year's Mental Toughness Forum that we've had here on the show. If you haven't already, make sure you head over to mentaltoughnessforum.com to get registered for this year's event. You will not want to miss it. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of The Burn. First off, the 108010 principle is because there are creative endeavors, writing a book, social media, um, speaking, training, coaching that requires an input. You know, and I talk in the book about Steve Jobs where his initial, it's the initial 10% is the ideation and the through line, the storytelling, the creative, like, you know, this is the thing we're trying to solve. This is the big monster. This is why it's important. Here's the way I'm, I'm seeing it. And then you give it to obviously a team member or a competent team like Steve would do at Johnny Ives in the design studio at Apple. And then they would go off and they would do the research and the ideation and the CNC machine to come up with prototypes and play with things and to kind of move it forward that 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 the next 80 percent and then once johnny felt like he had something that was like good enough for steve then he would come back and he would evaluate and talk about the final finishing touches then and really where the rubber meets the road or the implementation component of that last 10 percent. that's steve on stage at you know the apple events unleashing his thing i'll give you one that a lot of people are familiar with gary vaynerchuk everybody knows gary v Here's the deal. He has a, I would guess, a $3 million a year payroll of a team that sits outside of his office called Team Gary. This is not, this is not VaynerMedia. This is not VaynerX. This is Team Gary of about 25 people that are his 80%. And he literally interacts with them using the 108010 rule. He probably doesn't call it that. Um, I learned this, you know, through conversations with Caleb, his previous head of uh, videography, because Caleb would say like, Gary would sit down with us and brainstorm ideas, tell us where he said certain things. We would go grab clips, ideate, and then we would, we would just, and this is so beautiful the way he does it. We would come up with different creative outputs, and then we have this internal iMessage chat, and all the videographers, he has like four or five, will post clips at Fort Gary to try to get his attention, and then he downloads them to his phone, and he's still the guy that's doing that last 10% publishing them on social media. So even a guy that's running, you know, arguably a $200 million a year business with more demand on his time than anything else has found a way to create leverage, but still feel connected so that there's soul and spirit in the work that he's doing. And that's why I think the 108010. Absolutely. There, there's a couple reasons why I believe. Um, number one, the first question you always have to ask is who stands to benefit? Who stands to benefit from whatever message that we're putting forth? Is it the patient? Is it in the patient's best interest? Or is it potentially a money-driven conglomerate, right? So if we constantly focus on adiposity, being overweight, well, then we can, uh, you know, address the diet fixes that are going to potentiate that or the Nabisco's or the processed foods. And we're constantly, we have this smokescreen, right, of 
continuously focused on adiposity, which is, you know, an overweightness, which is a complete smokescreen. It is symptomology of an undisciplined life. It is, and you know, again, I'm not saying that everybody who is struggling with obesity has un, you know, has an undisciplined life. There are definitely metabolic uh, contributing factors, but for the majority of people, I will tell you this: there are only 23% of the population is meeting their physical activity requirements. 23%. 73% of adults are either overweight or obese. So the question is, if in fact we have an obesity epidemic, then we've identified the problem. And Ben, as you and I know, if you identify a problem, you can execute on that problem and you can fix that problem. However, if you have the wrong paradigm of thinking, then no matter what you do with underneath that paradigm and you execute appropriately, you will never get from point See, to, that, to point. Okay, to, that's to fascinating because obviously in my work with athletes, business professionals, high performers, same way that you're working with them every single day, I understand the importance of great discipline. But if the great discipline is in the wrong area or it's it's spent doing the wrong things, you're actually going to, you're telling yourself you're disciplined doing it, but you're compounding the wrong thing. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's right. That's exactly what I'm hearing you say. And we now live in an environment where they are they are still hyper-focused on the wrong thing. We are, by focusing on obesity, we are making people unable and ill-equipped to deal with their own life in an effective way. Rather, so if we focus on obesity, that's what we're going to get. Rather, if we shift to this muscle-centric capacity and this muscle-centric perspective, you become stronger physically. And you and I both know the only way to become physically stronger is to become mentally stronger. Absolutely. You know, I talk about death a lot. I'm cool with it. That's why. You know, a lot of people, are, they don't. it's kind of like the EBGB land for them. For me, it's like, you're going to die. Or, you know, I, I support, we support an organization in Haiti and I, I look about the gift, the gift that we have every single day. Clean water, I have the opportunity to eat uh, healthy food, make great decisions. That's, I have an opportunity to do that. And so whenever I get into my weird dark zone, I think about the example again that I'm gonna leave my kids and I think about how blessed I am to be and have the opportunity of who I am. And I can play the poor me card in my brain or I can wash them out and keep moving. I always call it right foot, left foot. Like whenever I get into that, I'm, I want to quit zone or I'm fucking stupid for doing this or why the fuck did I do this? You know, I, I really, I tap back to myself and I say, remember, this is, this is your duty. You have a gift. This is part of that journey. And this is an opportunity that you have. So most people don't have the opportunity to do what I do every day. And so for me to, to tap out of that, I, I think is, is one, it's weak. Two, I like being in that place, man. And so what confidence is, is really, and Ed talks about this, our, our mutual friend, Ed, he talks about following through in the things that you say you're going to do. You have too many people out here making promises. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start the business. I'm going to start the podcast. I'm going to go up to the girl. We make all these promises and then we break them. And what we don't realize is on a subconscious level, we're diminishing the way that we view ourselves. And so now, Ben, we have, I always say we have the, the boy who cried breakthrough or the girl who cried financial freedom. Or the boy who cried, I'm going to get in shape. It's like you do a, lot, a whole lot of yapping, but you, you're, not, you're not taking action. And so you can't even believe in yourself because you've lied to yourself so many times. And if you can't believe in yourself, look around. No one believes in you because you've been talking all this talk, but there ain't no walking, right? And so if you want to build confidence and self-worth, I would say the first thing you do is 
you paint this picture of like Ben 2.0 or Nick 2.0. It's like, what is the highest version of myself? Okay, what is he doing? What is his occupation? How is he serving? How is she leading? How is she showing up in her relationships? Now, now that you have this picture of your 2.0 self, what are their habits? What are their rituals? What are their non-negotiables? Because the truth is that 2.0 version of yourself is doing things that you're not currently doing. So I'll give you the simple formula, right? And we're looking at strategy planning. We're looking at anything. We always start with results. Do I like them or not? If I'm, if my weight, if I, my health is the weight where I want it to be is too high or too low. Finances. Do I have enough money? Do I need more? Right? Did we take the hill or not? There's a result. Did we win the game or did we lose the game? And then we say, in the analysis, we say, okay, so what were the behaviors? Because be results all come from behaviors. And we say, okay, well, what behaviors led to these results? And that's where people make the mistake is we say, ah, we identified the behaviors. Let's change the behavior. And so then we impose change. And leaders say, do this, because I know if you do this, then we'll get those results. That's the mistake. We're, the real issue is the real question to answer is what you do, which is saying, okay, well, hold on a second. Let's not try to change behavior because we know that leads to resistance. We don't like change, changing behavior. But if I were to ask a different question to say, okay, well, what belief drove this behavior in the first place? Because behavior is driven by belief. Instead saying, okay, so what must I have believed to have behaved this way? That's a harder question. And if you can affect as a leader and get people to tap into, like, why did I get up in the morning? And, and burn harder? Why did, I, why did I get up in the morning and push myself through all that stuff? Or why did I sleep in? What must I have believed? Why did I spend all the money? Why did I eat the Cheeto? You know, maybe I spent all the money because I think my clients are going to continue buying and I wasn't ready for this kind of market. And I just thought that that's how it was. I'm new to this. I came in in the last couple of years. It was just great. So I, I didn't think I needed to save. Or why did I eat the Cheeto? Well, because I didn't think that that one would make a difference. And, you know, <laughs> I didn't, didn't think that that one, you know, that soda or whatever it is that I'm trying to eat, whatever it is, I didn't think it was. Why well, I, I wanted to sleep a little longer because I gave that workout. Well, there's, some, there's, there's other people, the pros that you work with, they have a strong belief. And I, I God, I love that burn concept. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to be burned in my head. I'm going to be using it. Um, is there's something inside that's driving them, a belief system, a story, a narrative, a relationship. Maybe it's a chip on their shoulder. Because I know I had a, I, I tell people there's a difference between a spark and purpose. Sometimes I need a spark and sometimes that spark might be negative, like to prove you wrong. <laughs> I might be told I couldn't. I was told in college I shouldn't even be in college. And I should just quit. Well, now I go back and lecture at that same college. And I got a best <laughs> book, I so. love that. How you like that there, Mr. <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name, but that's the chip on my shoulder. That's a spark, right? And that spark got me to do a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean that that's my purpose. And I tell people, once you're driven by the spark, use the spark, but then move over to purpose as quickly as you can, because the spark will drain you of energy, but the purpose will refill you constantly. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com, your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, head over to BenNewmanCoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.